Hello, and welcome to A Common Life Podcast, where it's our vision to see empowered and well-informed families living seasonally and connected to the land. So, why do people garden? Well, I know there are many reasons why people garden. Some of those include stress relief. Some people enjoy really cooking with fresh ingredients. Maybe it reminds you of your grandparents. Maybe you do it to offset your grocery budget or as just a way of becoming more independent and resilient. There are many reasons why people garden. And usually a reason why people garden, and one of the reasons why our family gardens, is because we want to eat healthy, fresh, tasty vegetables. And the best way to get that is by growing it yourself in your own garden. So the question then becomes, how do we grow the most healthy, fresh, tasty vegetables possible? Plants that are dense with vitamins and minerals. So in this episode, I want to talk about how we do this and focus on the soil and the nutrient cycle. If we understand how plants take up nutrients, we can better feed them and in turn better feed ourselves. So let's dive in. Now, it's critical to understand the role that microbes play in this process. The process of plants getting nutrients from the soil into their tissues. Because microbes are the foundation of healthy plants. And as a matter of fact, of humans too. So a plant's root system is just like our digestive system. It's just inside out. Let me explain. Our digestive tract is full of microbes that help break down our food and make the nutrients in the food we eat available. Without these microbes, we would not survive. It's the same for plants. Plants are different in that their digestive system, or their roots, grow out into the soil, and their digestive system is facing outward, and they have to go into the soil to find their food. But however, just like us, these roots are dependent on a relationship with bacteria to make the nutrients they need biochemically available and absorbable. So plants take CO2 from the atmosphere and they use energy from the sun to build and reinforce its tissues primarily with carbon. But they don't use all of the carbon. There is some waste. Well, it might not actually be waste because what they're doing is they release up to a fifth of their photosynthate or the food they get from photosynthesis via their roots into the soil to attract and feed bacteria. Now, this bacteria that's right up next to their roots is fed on by protozoans. Protozoans are single-celled Organisms like amoebas, ciliates, flagellates, you might remember that from science class. And these protozoans feed on the bacteria. Now, the waste from these, this, these protozoans is a product that is in a form that's directly available for the plants. Humus. It's, what's, it's the waste from this entire process. So let me go back. So the plants take CO2 from the atmosphere. They use the energy from the sun to, to break that apart and use the carbon to reinforce its tissues. They don't use all of the carbon. They 
release some of the carbon through their roots to attract bacteria. The bacteria feed on that carbon. When the bacteria is there feeding on the carbon, the bacteria grows and grows and attracts a predator called protozoans. These protozoans feed on the bacteria. And when the protozoans create waste and they have excrement that goes into the soil, this waste contains the nutrients that the plants need. And these nutrients are in the exact form that the plants need it to be in for it to uptake. Now, this, this process is pretty cool. And it is this process that allows the plants to take in all of the minerals, all of the nutrients that it needs to grow and be healthy and thrive. This is a very basic picture of this microbe nutrient soil food web. It's very basic. There are so many relationships and nuances, like I didn't even mention fungi, which is even cooler in the way that it interacts with the plants. Like microscopic soil fungus will actually grow directly into root cells and exchange nutrients. And there's a whole relationship there of how the plants interact with, with fungus. So, like I said, the picture of the, the plants and their roots feeding the bacteria and then protozoans feeding on the bacteria and then producing a waste that has the nutrients, the exact nutrients in the exact form that the plant needs, that cycle is, like I said, a basic picture of the microbial food, soil food, root web. And there's a lot that we don't understand that we're still figuring out in terms of how plants interact with the soil ecology and the microbes. But what we do know for sure is that without a healthy microbial population in the soil, plants will not thrive and they will not reach their genetic potential. And that means if we're eating them, we are not getting the nutrients that we need to thrive. So what does this mean for us gardeners? Well, you got to feed the microbes. Use compost. Compost is actually just a form of digestion of carbon that is taking place outside of humans or an animal. And you put all this carbon together, mix in just a little bit of um, wood, mix in a little bit of your house waste, and all these bacteria is going to come. It's going to break it down. And in turn, when it breaks it down, it's going to produce that hummus that your plants need and the nutrients that your plants need. And also, when you put that into the garden, you're not only going to be putting nutrients in the garden, but you're going to be introducing a whole new host of microbes that are beneficial to the soil and some leftover carbon to continue to feed those microbes. So mulching, sorry, composting is an excellent way to feed the microbes in your garden and in turn feed your plants. Another way to protect your microbes and feed your microbes is by mulching. I like to use leaves because they break down quickly and they come from trees that have extended deep into the soil to bring minerals and nutrients to the surface to recycle. And some other things you can put in the garden as quote-unquote fertilizer, which you're really not feeding the plants, you're feeding the microbes, and in turn, you're feeding the plants. You can use fish emulsion, worm castings, alfalfa meal, and something that a lot of home gardeners might not know about is rock dust. And that's critical because that is an important element of a good garden fertilizer program um, because when you put that rock dust into your garden, what you're going to be doing is adding in a lot of those trace elements, micronutrients that the plants need, and the microbes in the garden, the bacteria will feed on that rock dust and that cycle will continue. 
So rock dust is another great way to feed uh, your plants through the microbial cycle. Another way to protect this delicate soil ecology is by not disturbing your soil. Whenever you turn your soil, you're exposing the soil to sunlight and to harsh elements, and those microbes are simply not prepared to live in that type of environment. The same way that in our own digestive tract, you know, we have bacteria in our mouth and in our stomach and in our colon, and it's all different. And the bacteria that lives in our mouth does not this does not the same bacteria that lives in our colon in the same way in the soil the bacteria that lives uh, you know on the top level of the soil is not the same bacteria and microbes that are living in the you know 6 inches beneath that and you know a foot down that's all different so when you flip it and invert it you're really disturbing um, that soil ecology so uh, something else you can do is to aerate your soil Use your broad fork to spear the ground, pull it back, gently raise the soil. That introduces oxygen into the soil, which microbes need to keep growing and thriving. Also, you don't want to leave your ground fallow. Try to always have something growing in your garden, and this keeps the microbial feed cycle alive. So before we end this episode, I want to take a few minutes to discuss chemical fertilizers and why I believe in general they do more harm than good especially in the context of home gardening. So what happens when we feed our garden chemical fertilizers? Well, an example of a chemical fertilizer is typically like a triple 13. You may have heard of that. And the triple 13 is referring to the amount of nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium in your bag of fertilizer or in your gallon of fertilizer. And the key to understanding how this actually feeds the plant is by understanding that these chemicals are water-soluble. So whenever the plant takes in water from the ground, it is also taking in these chemical fertilizers. So this bypasses the entire microbial nutrient loop. And over time, this cycle, the microbial nutrient loop, this cycle will slow if you're not feeding it, and it will eventually cease. And the biota, the life in your soil, will simply die off. And in turn, the soil's microbial populations will be depleted, and plants will become dependent on getting their nutrients the only other way possible, via water-soluble chemical fertilizers. So let's take, for example, a person, and let's say that they were getting everything they needed to survive and live via an IV. So all the mineral, minerals, the vitamins, the nutrients that they needed, they were getting through an IV. And let's say this person did this for a year. And then after a year, you decided to introduce to them solid food that they would eat and have to digest. That person is simply not going to be able to digest that food because the microbes that exist inside of their digestive tract are going to be non-existent. And they're not going to be able to break down that food and assimilate that food and get from that food the nutrients that they need. In the same way, when you break the microbial cycle in the soil, the populations of these microbes will decrease. They're not being fed. And as they decrease, the plants become more dependent on the water-soluble fertilizers, and this negative feedback loop continues. So without having a healthy and robust microbial population, your plants will not be taking up the many micronutrients and minerals needed for their health, as well as for our health. 
iron, magnesium, manganese, selenium, copper, zinc. These nutrients aren't making it in the plant without microbial help. When you feed your plants NPK, the chemical fertilizers, that's essentially the only nutrients that they're getting. I mean, I I like the idea of doing some hydroponic work, but this is another example of, you know, whenever you grow hydroponically, these crops are only going to get the nutrients that you feed them. So a lot of those trace minerals and the micronutrients you're not going to get from a hydroponically grown crop. So if you want a plant that is really dense in nutrients, that has all of those trace elements, you've got to have a plant that is growing in a soil that is biologically active, where those minerals are present, and not only present, but they're being broken down by the microbial life in the soil and being put in a form that the plants can access and take up and absorb. So if we want nutrient-dense foods, we have to care for the soil. And caring for the soil means caring for the microbes, the soil ecology. Well, that is going to be it for this episode. You can find us online at acommonlife.co and on Instagram at acommonlife underscore. If you haven't already subscribed to our newsletter, go do that. I write about what's going on in our garden, among other things. And lastly, if you aren't a member of our community and receiving The Common, a seasonal guide that walks with you through what you should be doing in the garden, it has seasonal recipes, a harvest guide, lunar calendar, and a lot more, you should consider doing that. I'll put a link in the description of this podcast where you can go check that out. And until next time, happy gardening.